one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Welcome to the Film 7 Joker Review. We are going <laughs> to... Re- <laughs> I didn't see that coming. We're going to review... Today we're going to review um, Joker. A little film. The, a little film called Joker, who, which everyone is talking about. And this is a 100% spoiler episode. We are definitely going to spoil the movie. We are definitely going to say things that happened in the movie from start to finish. So if you have not seen this film... What are you doing? What are you doing <laughs> listening to us right now? Book your tickets now. Pause and watch this. It. Pause this. Book your tickets. Go to the cinema. Come back. Press play. Exactly. Like, honestly, I don't know why you haven't watched it yet, but this is a very good film, which you should watch and come back and listen to our review. Now, with that out of the way... Let's get into it. Joker. Andy? Yes. I this is this is going to be a difficult review because mm. I, but it's also going to be a great review because I have a lot to say about this film. A lot to say about this film. I want to get things the beginning part out of the way. Uh and that is when this film was first announced, mm. I wasn't the warmest to it, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought, "Wait a minute, you're doing a standalone Joker movie?" Not no Batman in it. I thought, how is that going to work? You know, it's the yin and yang. Uh, you're doing an origin story. I don't want to see a Joker origin story. The reason we love the Joker so much is because his origin is mysterious and we don't know anything about it. All those things I said, put it away, throw it in the bin. Mm. This movie, and I'll say it right now up top, this is my favorite film of 2019. And I agree with you. It's the same as for me as well. This is the best film I have seen this year. Yes. It's the best film. Every single thing about the film is good. Everything. There is no bad element to this film if you have the stomach for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and speaking of stomach, we might as well address the controversies surrounding yeah, the film. Yeah, I think before we get into the review, let's let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Let's get so all these controversies surrounding around the character of a white guy who society beats him up and then turns to violence, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the whole glorification of violence and all that. Now, now I've seen the movie, I could, like all this controversy, I was one of those people, unlike thousands of other people, that I'm not going to say anything about this matter until I see the film. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason, Joker has been the most reviewed film by people who haven't seen it. I know, right? Which I, 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 <laughs> I, I just, know, I can't right? fathom like, that. I, I don't get it. So I was just like, look, it is what it is. I'll go see the film, and then I'll see what it is. And I can honestly say, for me, there was no glorification about violence, about gun violence, about anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it showed you the message that these things are bad, these things are happening, and these things we should take seriously. And why it happens. And why it happens. And the part we play when, we s- when violence occurs, we always blame... Now, I'm not saying whoever perpetuates violence is not worthy of the blame. But this film sheds a light, and we see the part we play 
to this society plays this is a movie that shows you when things go to the worst yes this is because i think it shows you we are all in a way capable of doing what the joker has done yeah or what he's doing in this film Mm -hmm. i think we all have that in us uh but it's how you you deal with that yeah but also also it's the way you treat other people at work you know like when at work he had this guy who was lying behind his back making fun of him in his face he tells him i'm your boy but behind his back he makes fun of him and all of that we and that's something that happens at work everywhere two-faced people two-faced people and just you know just stop being assholes to people you know that's sort of what because you don't know what people are going through exactly so now to add to that i can in some respects i can honestly see why this film would make a lot of people uncomfortable I do, I do get that. And I think I do. It was an unsettling film. Even I will say it, it was unsettling, but it was intentionally unsettling. You know, director Todd Phillips wanted to do that. And I like that choice. Mm-hmm. But, but, this is a big but. I can understand why some people wouldn't like the choices he did. I completely get it. For me, it totally worked. So, I mean, what would have been a problem for me is if this film was touted as a PG-13 yeah, and you went in there and you saw all this violence and all of that, then that would have been a problem. From the onset, we've always known this is an R-rated film, i.e. it's meant for adults. Yes. Two, we've known, always known who Joker is. He's a very violent person. So this is an adult film on a very violent criminal. What did you expect, lollipops and balloons? Like, there has to be violence. And to the point where people make that, yeah, this is going to make people... Human beings are not like that. No. We don't just watch one film and decide to kill people. Yeah, suddenly get inspired to become a maniac. No. Human beings, tell me to all those who are listening and um, we're a part of those saying this film is too violent and out of touch and all of that. Tell me one film that has inspired people towards violence. I do not know, maybe, and I stand to be corrected, but I have never heard a group of people went in to commit an act of crime, and you say, what was the they motivation? They were inspired by a film. They were inspired by a no, film. No, it's never happened. Never. never happened. They're more inspired by politicians. When a politician or somebody of power says something on TV, people act it out in real life. That, yeah, but that's, they're, base, they're basing their actions on someone who is real, on someone who is here, not a fictional yeah, but character. The point is, even the film addresses that it does yes you know so it's not an anti the film also addresses that for someone to do to become someone like the joker it's not an instant thing it's years yes. and years of pe- of of being trampled on on being abused and, and we'll get all into this when we get into the review but it's all of those things that it i'm not gonna i'm like i didn't come out of the cinema and think oh I think I'm going to go kill some people. Like it's and nobody will. No, no. that's not how so I, we I, do. Yeah, I think especially over in America, they're taking this way too seriously. I think, you know, having extra security at the cinemas and things like that. Come on, like I, I just this is art. It's a piece of art. It's it's people play games, computer games. P- computer games have been around for more than thirty years. Oh yeah, and they've and they've always had violence. And there are people that have been playing computer games where they shoot people for the for the past thirty the years, thing, even and fil- they don't own a weapon. F- films have always had violence. Yeah, so going back to Shakespeare, mm-hmm. exactly, it yeah. had violence. Oh yeah, 
it had a lot of violence. A lot. But, I mean, yeah. have you ever read Macbeth? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, a lot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a new thing. Yeah, but we don't. As a, we, that's not how we behave. Our actions are, our actions are molded by more things than watching one film. So I don't get. I don't get the farrah about the violence in the film. It's certainly not over the top. No. If you're not, if you're, how do I put this? If you're in, I don't want to say the word normal, but if you feel you're a health, you're a healthy human being, and you don't have any tendencies, tendencies or inclinations that you need to speak to somebody about, and you're an adult, I don't think this film is over-the-top violent. Most of the people, like Jake said, that were complaining about it actually hadn't seen the film. Exactly. And, you know, in addition to the violence thing, if you're a Scorsese fan, mm. this film um, is heavily inspired by Taxi Driver and yes. The King of Comedy. Yeah. Now, if you're a Scorsese fan, you've, and if you're just a cinephile in, in general, you would, you'd know Taxi Driver. It's one of the greatest films ever made. Yep. That has way more violence than this film. Exactly. <laughs> like, genuinely, it has... Like, the violence in this film is violent mm -hmm. at times, and it's shocking, but it's not like gory or anything like that it's real world violence yeah like, and maybe the problem is because it's joker and they see a clown and a clown is supposed to represent joy but we saw it didn't we exactly it's the season of killer clowns yeah so i do not get it and you know i haven't spoken i've only read what they were saying i haven't spoken to anybody who genuinely believes that this film was over the top mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love to and really hear firsthand i mean i've you know, after I see after I saw it, I logged myself back on Twitter. Just have it. Just had a quick look at the reviews. People are loving it, man. People are loving this movie. And with that, let's get into the movie then. Shall let's do that. So, Andy, what are we going to start with? Let's what, start with the plot. The plot, which the story. You know, um, first of all, I'm going to say I loved everything about the film. Mm -hmm. So even all the topping points. Yeah, so just here as well. I loved everything about the film. So I liked the um, the story how. It was told. It was very art house-ish. It was very... It, the film took its time. It was very mature. Even though it belonged to a bigger universe, they weren't immature with the Easter eggs. That was something I noticed. Because give another director this film, he will load it up with Batman and all that. Even when Bruce Wayne made an appearance, you know, as a kid and all that, the only that made you think oh that's Batman was when he came down the fire that fire pool and, yes. he, and he looked like For Batman, Batman from 66. 60s yeah and all that I was like oh that's a nod to Batman of subtle the 60s nods. So, and, subtle and, nod, and it's yeah. a nod that only if you were a Batman fan you would know exactly so it's not one of those things and, and, and the entire film they weren't you know they weren't just saying Gotham Gotham and Batman and you know, they were just taking they mentioned Gordon um, Jim Gordon, mm -hmm. did you notice yes, that? Yes, yeah. You saw, but when they did it, it was subtle things. Alfred, even they didn't though even say his they name. didn't say his name, even it, though we do, said, is that Alfred? We don't know. We don't know. So it was uh, that was the first thing that struck me about the plot. What about you? Yeah, well, the the thing about the plot that kept me going and that I loved was that it was so unpredictable. Mm. Uh, you, you just much like the character of Joker. Um, you just didn't know what was going to happen next. You know, sometimes you thought, I, I can see where this is going now, and then it flipped it on its head. Mm. Um, this is spoilers, so I'm going to get into some details. Mm -hmm. One scene, uh, which happened about halfway through the film, 
so throughout the first act of the film, we see uh, the character uh, Arthur Fleck having a relationship with his neighbor, mm-hmm. Sophie. Yeah. Uh, played wonderfully played by Zazie Beetz. Yep. Now, halfway through the film, we realize that whole relationship was all in his head. All in his head. All of it. And then they show scenes, previous scenes where he was with her and they just cut her out and it's just him talking to himself and stuff. And they kept on doing this throughout the film. That was, for me, it was so unpredictable. I didn't know what was going to happen next. And I love that. Mm. You know, with uh, as much as I love some of all the Marvel movies, there is an element of, predi- of predi- predictability. predictability about yes. them. You sort of, I can see where this is going to go next. Th- this one just kept me on my toes, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I had to just nut all this down to s- just words, you know, I gave my four-word Twitter review, and that was brutal, raw, masterful, and unsettling. It was very, it was all of those things. It was, it, and it was, um, I felt it was very original. Yes, even very original though, plot. Yeah, even though it comes from a long history of stories. 80 years. Yeah, it, it, it just felt very original. I felt like I was being reintroduced to the character of Joker. It changed, it changed the way I see the Joker. Like I was saying to you, Alfred Air, what this story does to me, Batman, Batman now makes sense. Mm-hmm. The Joker now makes sense. You can see why a city like Gotham can have a Batman. Because you look at this young boy who has everything, his dad, his mom, then suddenly the city goes to, to, hell. to hell and his dad gets killed. You can see how he will grow up hating criminals, and that's why he's so violent towards criminals. And the Joker, you can see how he became the boss that everybody thinks he is. Mm-hmm. It's because the he, clown prince of crime. Exactly. Because he said something, sort of like politicians now, they say said something they're saying things that some people think they want to hear, and it moves them to it exalts those politicians to sort of, sort of godlike status where anything they say, even though they confess to a crime, on national television, you have politicians, they confess to crimes on national television and their followers don't care. And they get away with it. They get away with it. So it's sort of like you can see how Joker has become... I, I, you know, funny enough, I, I, not many people see this, but I saw Joker, the guy himself, as a metaphor for um, Trump. Yeah, I mean, I saw it in both ways, actually. At times, I saw it as in he is the Trump because he is the clown. He's the clown, yeah. And then I also looked at it from Thomas Wayne, mm. that he was almost portrayed as like a Trump character, yep. a character of white privilege, yep. of all this wealth, uh, who really only thinks about themselves and is not helping the people below yeah. them. And even when they want to help, they do it in this very condescending manner. You see the way Thomas Wayne was talking about the people. He did in a very condescending manner that, yeah, I'm better than I'm you. Better than so you. I'm helping you because I'm better than you. Yeah. Not like, I'm lucky I got out, but I really will not want to bring more people. It was very up your... It was very... In your face. In your face, you yeah. know? And... Um, you like what he wants to do, but you hate the character of the person. And that's the problem a lot of people. And even the guy who shot him in and, the end. And what I thought is that is a perfect parallel to Arthur Fleck, where he's the opposite, where you like the character, 
but you really don't like what he's doing. Yes. You see? So it's the, it's the, it's, there's a lot of mirrors in this mm. movie I found. Mm. And I found the biggest thing about this movie was that it was holding a mirror to us. Yeah. It was holding a mirror to the world we live in now. Mm -hmm. Even though I really like that they made it a period piece. I think it's set in the early 80s. Yeah. I believe it's the early 80s. Yeah, when it was still legal to smoke everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like that they took it to that time setting. Mm -hmm. But man, is it a big uh, mirror to us it's now. It's so relevant. It is extremely relevant. Like I said, you, did you notice they had the thing about Trump there? Yes. When they had the Joker. Yeah, if you, it's a blink and miss it. They had one um, image. It just looked exactly like him. And um, I hope they don't edit it. Because it, it just feeds into what I was saying about like, I see him as a metaphor. Maybe Todd Phillips, the director, didn't plan it. It's just the way... I've interpreted it, and that's how you know a good film. But that's I—that's what I love about this film. Because I've—I've spoken to my girlfriend about this, and to my friend who came to see us with us. We all saw things in different ways, mm -hmm. um, and it was so interesting because that's the great thing about this film. Everyone, I think, is going to have their own interpretation mm -hmm. of what's going on in certain scenes and outlooks and mindsets. Yeah, and when last and I don't th and I don't movie. think. I don't think anyone is wrong or right. No, no, nobody's I, wrong. I, I, honest, I think what's, that's the best thing about this that's film. That's art. Art yeah. is subjective. It's it's your, you, art is amoral. You go in there and you interpret it the way you are, mm -hmm. how you see it. You yeah. know, and that Which, but this is the difference between this and maybe uh, an MCU movie, where an MCU movie, a lot of it is based in canon. So... You can't do these things because things are already set in canon. Here it's like, well, it's open to interpretation, so who knows? Like, it, that's it's just, what I love about it's, it. It's and when last did a superhero movie make you think this deep? No, it's no, nowhere near. I mean, nowhere near as deep. Uh, I think the last movie that made, that hit me this hard was probably Logan. Mm, yes, uh, and before that was probably The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Uh, but but in diff very different ways. This movie. Like we're going back to the plot now. It is so, like I said, it's raw. Yep. It is just in your face, and it really, really makes you think about the themes portrayed in the movie as well, mm -hmm. uh, and how we, uh, as you said as well, how we treat other people in life. How we treat it's it's really changed. Like um, this is the first superhero movie that um, has stayed with me. I know I only watched it last night, but it stayed with. It's st I'm still thinking about. It's the first superhero movie that's ever done that to me, and that says a lot about the mm. plot. So, but what I also an echo to that though, even what I think is good about this plot is that, in essence, I think the plot is quite simple. Simple, but it brings, but it makes you think so much. The plot is this: it was we just see this man descend into chaos. Yep, that is the plot. Mm -hmm. And throughout the movie, it's just society throwing things at him yeah. to eventually he he breaks. Yeah. Uh, and within that, and what F Todd Phillips and Joaquin have done, they've just given us so much questions and things to think about. Yeah, and it's it's just well done. So let's talk about... So that's the plot. So let's talk about the characters. <sighs> I mean, let, let obviously, let's start off off top with Joaquin Phoenix. If that guy doesn't win an Oscar... It's rigged. It's rigged, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, this guy has got to win the Oscar for it. Yeah. Like, obviously, we heard so many people saying the, the performance was outstanding. And I was thinking, is it going to be overhyped? No, it, no. Was, it, wasn't over, it wasn't overhyped enough. I, it's a performance that you really have to see to yeah. fully... I can't exp really explain it to someone. I think it's something you really have to see for yourself with your own eyes. Because it's not just 
obviously the acting side of things. It's the physical transformation. He yes. Did. How much weight he had to the lose. The weight he lost, you know, you could see how unhealthy bones, he yeah. looked, his bones um, and the character. The, it, but it was all done for story. Do you yeah. know what I mean? His character is meant to be like that in the way he dances. You just see him as a sickly character. And here's the thing, they could have used CGI for that, like they did in Captain America. They could have used CGI for that, but no, he lost weight. He committed. He committed. He paid the price. I actually think um, this guy, um, Joaquin Phoenix, needs to be put on suicide watch. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. You know, sometimes you some car you pl- some actors play some roles. Yeah, well, and yeah. they don't they don't know how to switch back to well, the real look world. Well, like Heath Ledger. Yeah, like Heath Ledger. You know, and um, no, it's you know it's funny, but this was a very deep thing to play. You know, it. it, it I heard a lot of stories about him being extremely emotional on set and all of that. But I did, now I say, if, if that was what it took to get him there, I can see... But look, I, the film is intense. It is. It's an intense film. It's an intense character. It's an intense performance. Mm-hmm. You know, I can understand why he, if someone was messing about in the crew, you know, why he would get angry. Yeah, they said he would walk out, walk out the walk set out and, like, and get missing. Like, yeah, but I th- I'm thing is, I'm pretty sure so many actors have done that. Yeah, they just need a moment to calm down, and then they'll come back on set. Yeah, he, you know what I mean. And it's like you said, if that's what he had to do to get to this performance, cool. You know, I'm off yeah. it, man. Like, I, I'm off. I like being professional. I like professionalism at work, but you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, that's you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. But no. He, so let's yeah. move on to Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Now, this was uh, this is spoiler episode, so yep. I'm going to say it up top. It was revealed halfway through the movie, maybe a bit for halfway, yep. that apparently Thomas Wayne is his father, yep. which I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I I actually I had a problem with that. I yep. was like. I thought at the first, I thought that's cheap. Yeah. I thought that was a cheap move, uh, and I don't like it at all. So you're telling me he's now Batman's brother? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know what you're doing here. But did then, you not, did you not know that was there was going to be a twist? Well, I didn't. But that's but because I thought they're going for their own thing here. Yeah. I thought that they yeah that's what we're going to do, and I I didn't like that choice. But then we get to so it's it's his mother who says that she used to have a fling. With Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. and that you know he read the letter that he read know, the letter, yes. Uh, that that's apparently her son. So he goes and confronts Thomas Wayne about it. Obviously, this drives him crazy, yep. as you can understand. You know, the guy he sort of hates is mm-hmm. he realizes his father again. I didn't like the decision, but then we realize. Well, do we realize? Is that Thomas Wayne has said no? She's delusional. This is all in her head. And then he goes to the mental hospital. They've got files, and you're like, man. it just and then uh, and then that was a twist so you thought okay so he's not yeah he's not the father and then he was adopted and you think okay that's not his mother but then you see the postcard at the end the picture and it says love from thomas wayne Mm -hmm. so within these three things here it really made me question a lot so i actually don't know the answer I mean, I knew Thomas Wayne was never going to be his dad. Like, but that, but it leaves it open that it could be. Well, the report, the, the medical report says she was adopted. That could have been forged because remember we went to that scene of her of his mother in the past uh-huh. where they're interrogating her and forcing her to sign some stuff. No, that was no, that was not an interrogation. That was more was it an interrogation or a prognosis? It was more like a doctor talking to her about. I think it was more like. Uh, 
like a, a lawyer saying this is what's this gonna is happen. what's going to happen. Oh, I didn't see it that way. That's the way I saw it. Okay. But, I mean, to me, when I saw that part, but I this knew... This is great. This is great. That I mean, it, that's <laughs> that's a good film. When it's just open to interpretation, it shows the characters just didn't take the easy way out. They yeah. thought about it and said, do we have to do this? No, let's do it this way. And so much of the film, you know, you were telling me of uh, that maybe the film didn't even have... Maybe the entire film was all in Arkham Asylum. Which we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that at the end. But, yeah. um, so I knew it was going to be a twist. I was just waiting to see how it will be done, how it would be revealed. And he goes to talk to Thomas Wayne. Then he starts laughing. So let's talk about that laugh, you know? Yeah. I never... I don't know why nobody ever thought about it. But I, it never occurred to me that the Joker laugh could actually be a, ment a, a, Brilliant. a, a mental problem. Brilliant choice. It makes so much sense. Doesn't it? It now makes so much sense that that laugh is not just him being a sick person. It's, well, technically he's sick. Well, yeah, he's it's not just him being amused by his acts of violence. It's actually a medical condition Anytime he, the only way his body knows how to express emotions is via laughter. Whether he's happy, sad, angry, hungry, it's all coming out through laughter. I never, it makes sense now. It totally makes sense. I thought it was a brilliant choice. It's a brilliant it's, idea. I, in all my history of reading Batman and Joker, yeah. in all the movies, mm -hmm. TV shows, whatever, that's never been done. I, it's totally original. And when I first saw because they met the, I first found that out before the movie came out because okay. they mentioned it, like oh, Todd, Todd Phillips mentioned, it. and I was like, "Yo, like that's, that's such like a good choice." Like, of course, it makes it makes you empathize with him, sympathize for him even more. Yeah, yes. You're I, like, yeah, "Holy I, man!" Like, I, it's not a nice thing to have. Imagine just bursting out laughing, like exactly in I, serious situations. It's true, and it takes the um, it sort of brings Joker out from the comic book and places him into real life yes. when you can have. Oh, that laugh is not job because nobody is really that wicked to be laughing when you're bashing people's heads yeah. in. But now you know, oh, it's his response, is the way his body responds. And if that happened to a kid, if a kid had that problem, I know in this country he would go through hell in mm. school. You know, and so I can imagine going what was going on through I mean I mean, I mean he's experience his whole life has been abuse i yeah. mean he was abused by his mother mm -hmm. you know it's it's stated, changed him to change him to the thing it looks like maybe thomas wayne abused him as a mm -hmm. kid mm -hmm. that's a possibility as well so you can see and like and obviously we mentioned up top his job mm -hmm. all the things that are just beating the stand-up comedy everything that he wants to do everything he's doing people are just basically spitting yeah into his face i love the relationship he had with his mother it was sweet it wasn't was it? sweet but it was Till it wasn't sweet. Till it was dark. I mean, he eventually cracks at the end, and spoiler alert, he kills his mother. Mother? Mother, yeah. In, uh, this is an audio podcast, <laughs> oh, but yeah. yes. Andy's doing the finger thing, in the quotes. Quotes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, was she his mother? We, we Again, it's open to interpretation, but I love the scene. Well, I say love. <laughs> it's, it's a dark scene when he kills his mother. And he's just, you know, he, he suffocates her in the hospital. With holding a pillow over face, mm -hmm. they they held on to that shot for uh, much longer than any other normal film would, mm -hmm. to the point where it did make me uncomfortable, uh, but in a good way. Like yeah. it's it's an artistic choice, yeah. um, and it's it definitely made you feel like, man, this guy. Each time he did something, he was going one step closer to madness. Yeah, and. It was throughout the film where at the beginning of the film, I was empathizing for him and felt sorry for him. 
now, when you get to this part of the film, you're like, mm, man, yeah. you're, you know, you're going down a path where you that's not good. That's not right, what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, he, the guy, so he had been beat down and the first time he ever had power was when he shot those people because mm. that was the first time he was reacting to what was being thrown at him. And he that, that was sort of like the emancipation of the Joker. That was what, that was where he became evil. After, you know, yeah, that, that was the moment. That was the moment, you know. So, well, um, I actually think, I think it's the m- quick moment after that where he goes into the bathroom. Bathroom. Because in that moment, he's a bit shocked that what he's done, mm-hmm. uh, even though he's still trying to hunt down and kill the guy. But then when, he fi- when he's running away and he finally gets into the bathroom and he locks himself away and he does the dance, mm. at that good. moment, I thought, here he is. Yeah. This is the Joker. Uh, and it goes back to the end scene of the film where... He's like, I'm tired. Of, like, I killed those guys. I'm tired of pretending I felt sorry or I felt bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything. If yep. anything, I enjoyed it. Exactly. And that was really powerful for me. Like, yo, like he's going there. Like, and we can't, you know, that final scene in the studio. That was really good. In fact, the entire film, he acted like the Joker. Yes. You know the whole. Well, you had the two sides. You had Arthur yeah. Fleck. Yes. And then you had the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah. When he became the Joker, he acted the way he moved, the way he laughs. His violence, he actually came to the studio to kill himself. But he when was, he, he was comfortable being the Joker. Yeah, but when he heard um Danuro, you know when slagging he him off. Slagging him off, he just and then he brought out his he just flipped and and you know shot mm. him on it. But he did he behaved like the Joker. So let's move away from the characters now and talk about, you know, the other parts of the film, the soundtrack, the score. Oh man. The score is something else. It's so melancholic, so atmospheric. Mm. Um, it's very little instrument. It's not like full-on orchestra. At times there is, but it's, it's most of the time it's a cello. Mm-hmm. Just a cello. Yeah. And it gives off this vibe, especially that, that the scene that the scene where we were just talking about where he goes into the bathroom and it's just that cello playing and he's dancing along to it. It just gives it a vibe that makes it even more creepy. Yeah, it's you know, under your skin. Under your skin, it gets in there. And you know, this clown thing. I have to give uh, Hilda, Gu- oh, I can't pronounce her surname, Guanodutia, yeah. okay? so it's We'll fi- call her Hilda. Yeah. Hilda did a Hilda, good job. Hilda, what a fantastic job. She did great. It's And when you mix the cello with the funny way he was dancing and the fact that he's dressed like a clown, those three things are just... And in it doesn't a, work. Yeah, it shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. Then in a dark room with dirt on the wall, the whole thing is just very eerie, very uncomfortable. And it, it, you know, and the music, and it's not just in that scene. Everywhere, even sent the send out the clown. All the songs was well timed, and um, there was this song that she was playing. That's life. Oh uh, yes, yes, you know, and it was every time. Things were going downhill for him, you know. They would play that sound, so it was well, carefully. That's why I also like the comparison when, whenever he was walking up those stairs, yeah. he was always, you know, down and trodden, and the music was very somber. But whenever when he was coming down the stairs, he was dancing, and the music was a bit more lively. And you're like, it's funny that you're making opposite parallels here. Mm-hmm. He's going up the stairs, but he feels bad. No, it wasn't. But, a- but when he's descending into chaos. That's where That's he feels, he more, feels good. more comfortable. That was my favorite scene of the film when he was dancing Go, down the dancing stairs. Dancing down the stairs, yeah, I love that. The, the um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about the cinematography. Oh. About, but no, let's just hold on on the cinematography. Man, there's just so much to talk it's about just in this so film. Much, like, 
I'm not even sure we're making sense because we're just saying it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> but uh, no, literally, this is uh, that film. This is that film of 2019. This is that film they're going to ask, what were you doing when this Joker film came, came out, out? When Joker came out? Like, I, I remember before the film was released, you sent me a quote from somebody and he said, there will be a before Joker and there will be an after Joker. That guy was, whoever said that, guy or girl, was right. Like, this is a defining film. It is. So well, th this film is for me what's Into the Spider Verse did for me last year. Yes, it's a game changer. I agree. And Avatar, what Avatar did yeah. to CGI and what Terminator did to action, it's this has changed. And I'm happy Avengers is over. I mean, the MCU thing is over now. This has changed the way we should look at superhero movies. Superhero movies don't have to be all flying and Superman. You can have a down to earth this thing. You know, I would actually. First of all, I think there'll be a sequel. I hope not. Let's let let's carry on talking okay. about. It. We'll get to that part at the end. So, the cinematography. Yes. Again, I think this is this is a Oscar worthy cinematography film. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen a couple of films that had good cinematography this year to be honest so i you know i'm not sure no it's it, it, there, i agree there definitely have been some films but there's something about this way the movie was shot yes i don't know quite what it is to have that gritty feeling to it it's a combination of every first of all the dp was so good every frame in this film was a painting mm -hmm. every single frame was a painting it was beautifully composed the color palette the costume, the color grading, everything was just beautiful. This was a beautifully shot film. There was very little CGI. Yeah, I, I believe Todd Phillips said that they didn't use a single green screen in the entire film. Well, I mean, okay, maybe not green screen, but you know, they were like putting yeah. buildings yeah, yeah. and you know, adding trees. They did all of that, and a few of the exterior shots you could tell. But all in all, most of it practical, was just yeah. practical. It was well shot every camera movement meant something the colors when he was thinking oh man it was just it's visually so like the way i saw this film i said to myself last night after watching it this is a film for everyone if you're one of those folks who if you're a filmmaker and you you're interested in framing and how to shoot a shot how to edit how to cut how to make tell a story visually this 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 is a this is a case study. I I agree with you for filmmakers. Yes, mm. I think this is a film all filmmakers should see. For everyone, I do not. Who okay? Who do you I think? Do, I do not think this is. I, I and uh, you know this is with every film, obviously. So bear in mind, but okay. I don't think this film is for everyone. So let me ask a question, right? So bear in mind, this film is rated R, so it's fifteen. So I'm not talking of anybody fifteen or lower. Above no, uh, that, yeah, 15, above that, yeah, even above, above that, that fifteen bracket. Tell me who will not have something to get from this film. I think uh, it's a very dense film, a very complicated film. I, I think a lot of people won't get it. I, I, the, some of the themes and messages behind it, I don't think they quite get it. I th they Everyone gets mental illness. Everyone does. I don't think they do. I think this movie paints a very good picture that not everyone does. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. The fact that it's you didn't know something you went into a movie and you learned about it doesn't mean the movie is not for you in fact the movie is I meant th for I you i think as well i think 
I from the trailers we gather there was going to be an element of art house in mm. this film. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't expect, but I loved, was how art house this film was. Like mm. it was more art house than I think it was going to be. And I think for the general audience, that's not quite what they're used to. Yes. Um, which I think certain people will just be like, I don't get it. It's too slow. Nothing's happening. Yeah. You okay. know, I think there is elements of that. Yeah. You know, it's not an Iron Man movie. Yeah. Where you've got your three act structure and you sort of know yeah. this movie will take you places that you maybe you're uncomfortable with. Right. Okay. So I think I see what you mean. Like those who went into it thinking this would be Joker and the Joker from the Batman. I think they're going to be very disappointed. They would be disappointed. Yeah, I see what you mean there. Because this is not Joker from the Batman. No. As of this time, the Batman... Doesn't what, exist. Doesn't this, exist. This is its own thing. This is just Joker. So I think, yes, you're right. Those people will be disappointed by that. But um, the cinematography to me was just... We've spoken about the soundtrack, but the cinematography, i.e. the camera work, was even looking at the poster right now. Um, this is a frame from the picture when he was coming down the stairs. It's well composed. You see him in the center with the buildings on the left and on the right. Even little details like the way to his house, whenever he was feeling down, they would show him walking down the street. And the street was a bit slanted. A bit slanted, yes. Yeah, you see him walking. You know, those are just very little visual cues, but they had the. Uh, attention to detail to include that in the film so it does it's 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 cinematography wise it's up there oscar i'm not 100 emmys yes but i'm not sure emmys is tv mind well okay. golden globe maybe. golden globe i mean sorry i meant to say golden globe golden globes yes i'm not sure it will get a nod for cinematography it should but i don't think it will we'll, we'll see we'll see but however the best... Okay, so let's even talk about that. Tell me the categories you think this one will be done. Uh, best actor. Certainly. Best, best, certainly uh, best, uh, best picture. Yep. I think it'll get nominated. Um, adapted. Best adapted screenplay. Yep. Definitely. Uh, best score. Score. I think supporting, they didn't do enough. But that's the thing. If there's one thing I could have a critique about this movie, just one little thing, and it's ever so small that it doesn't actually really affect the whole movie, is that I thought I wanted a bit more from the supporting cast. What's the name of the film? Sorry? What's the name of the film? I know I know, <laughs> I know, know what you're getting at, but I think, um, like, I was actually surprised of how little De Niro was in it. Yeah. I maybe wanted a bit more De Niro because yeah. it's De Niro. And the film was based on... The, the King of Comedy. King, King of Comedy and, and Taxi, Driver. Taxi Driver more. So it looks like... I think so. Do you think it was the director after because he knew he was going to base the film on Taxi Driver and King of Comedy that he brought Robert think, De Niro? Yeah, you I think th- so? I think so. Yeah. So I it's sort so. of like he's always like if you ask me to do a film now, I'd love to get Tarantino on board. Is that how? You yeah, think it I, was? I, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's definitely something like that. You know, he's clearly inspired by the Scorsese films, and Scorsese always gets De Niro. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the themes of this film because yes. I think more than anything, what is the themes, I think, is what's most important mm-hmm. to this film. Uh, let's get straight into it. Mental, he- mental illness. Yes. I thought they did a very good job at portraying it. From what from, angle? Uh, from both angles. Okay. From Arthur, who yeah. suffers from it. Yeah. I can say this, I have suffered from mental health, and sometimes I still go for it in, in modern time. Um, the way he, some of the things he goes through, I get it. I, I honestly, and I don't want to say I relate to him, mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I do relate to him in in some sense, and I do, especially in the first act of the film, you sympathize for me, like, man, mm. I, I get it. I, I do get it. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, how society deals with this, and they make a good uh, point of noticing uh, the government and social services. Yes, cutting funding. Cutting funding and all f for mental health and things like this, because it's not as important. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I totally get that, and I see it, and it, the way they portray the government looking at it as that it's not an important thing, you know, and that these people are just crazy. It's true. They're but they're not just crazy. People, No one's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's it's an illness. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and it's how that person is treated with this illness that unfortunately, in Arthur Fleck's case, has drove him to chaos. Mm. Yeah, I mean, from the opposite side, you know, what this film has made me do, it's... I'm not, I'm not, obviously, as I'm like every, most people, I'm not nasty towards people that have mental health issues um, or any disability. Most people are not like that. But it's made me rethink it and actually be careful with people because you don't know what they're going through. You know, look at those police officers that were trying to interrogate him the day his mom had a stroke. Come on. You know, like you need to sort of chill on people that have some of these things. But it was it was also said in the movie, when he's talking to his psychiatrist, yeah. she says in the movie, and pardon my French because it's in the movie, these people don't give a shit about you. Mm -hmm. She says it in the movie. These people at the top, they don't give a shit about you and they don't give a shit about me. Yep. Yeah, and that's one of the things. They just stopped his Medicare it's Medicare, no drugs. He asked, where will my drugs come from? And, and, and no she was like, sorted out. Yeah. I mean, what's he supposed she, to do? I think, yeah, her response was like, well, sorry, Mr. Fleck. What, what's he supposed to do? Like, literally, what's he supposed to do? Yeah. Like, take, I mean, like... And I love, like, later on the film, he's like, I've stopped taking my meds. I feel so much better. Like, See, it's <laughs> but, but this is another thing, because I think that's another mirror to society where we're in a society now where they almost want us to be pumped with drugs. They almost want us to be pumped with antidepressants and things like that because it makes them money. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? <sighs> and there is there is a sense of relief once you're off those drugs. You're like, hang on, were they making me feel depressed in the first place? Hmm. There is that. There is an element of that. Of like, Once you're off them, you're like, oh, I feel liberated. Wow. Obviously, he took them to a different extreme, Yeah. but there is an element of that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. Mm. It's... um. This is a film that um This is a film that you should no one will forget quickly. Yeah, you won't forget it will make you think. Definitely. It, it will make you think and sort of reevaluate things. And I know it's a superhero film. I know it's a film, but the, the directors wanted you to be inside it. They didn't make it larger than life. They sort of used things that you can relate to. They used establishing shots of New York and all of the, you know, they just wanted you to feel like you were in Gotham. Yeah. You know, and even like when the film started um, and I saw Gotham in daylight, I, I remember saying to myself, this is the first time I've ever seen Gotham in day. Then slowly as the film progressed, they stopped showing day well, then it was we, we evening. Did in Nolan's movies, we did say Gotham during the day. Was that daytime? Yeah. Which, which part? In the, in, well, there's a lot of scenes throughout the Dark Knight where it's during the day. You know, like every time I think you of might need to rewatch them. Yeah, yeah, every time I think of Dark Knight, I'm thinking of Under the Bridge, that Laurie yeah. chase. No, but there's a lot of scenes that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I hardly see, but yeah. it was great to see. Like from there, this hopeful city. You see how the film started with this establishing shot of um, Gotham, Gotham looking yeah. very beautiful. Then at the end of the film, it's a city that's gone into chaos at night. You know, it was just cool to see. 
that transition. It's another nod to the cinematography and the plot. But finally, about this film, let's talk about this film's place in cinema. Wow. Uh, I think it's extremely influential. I think, like we said, it's not a film that you're going to forget anytime soon. Um, the, especially in its place in comic book cinema, vitally, vitally important. Mm. You know, the year that we get Endgame, you yeah. know, this, you know, this huge journey that we followed on. And a lot of a lot of fairly so, a lot of us had questions. Well, where do you go after Endgame? Mm. What do you do next? How mm. how bigger can you get it? And the and you don't do bigger, you do the opposite. You make it small. Mm. And this is and this you can't get any smaller than this, yeah. I don't think. You know, it's one character on his one journey into chaos. Uh, and it's also made us think it's uh, us provoking questions. I think that's what art should do. I think art should make us feel uncomfortable in a sense. I think art should make us think about things, mm. think about things that uh, are taboo, which shouldn't be taboo, such as mental health and stuff like that. Uh, and it's done something that no Marvel movie has ever done. It's, you know, it's done, it's surveyed this message. It's, for me, I said to everyone, this movie will smack you in the face. Mm -hmm. I in, in a way that you're not expecting either. Yeah. Because I had a certain, I had uh, certain expectations of what I think this film was going to do and it did them in some sense but in other in other things it was like no that took me off guard I did not see that coming yeah I agree I thought this film was just going to be an episode of Jessica Jones or Daredevil but in the cinema i.e. down to earth and all that but it had all of that and even more and then some, yeah. and then some. this is um, this is uh, this is this is sort of like Black Panther it's one of those films where some years you just pick out ah uh, uh, then there was that film it's like Forrest Gump it's one of those mm. films where 20 30 years down the line you still be quoting this film that's what I think it's um I like you know we we're talking earlier about what Disney was doing the monopoly they're mm -hmm. trying to build and all of that and I just feel encouraged that DC they are not going they they are not committing to do the same thing that Marvel did and no. you have this vast colorful universe and all of that they are saying that no we will take it easy and we'll do it our own way but basically what i'm trying to say is i like the fact that dc is doing something different they are not being marvel they're just doing their own thing darker darker comics and all of that i i like that they are doing this you know i i think they tried to do what marvel did yep and they failed and they failed yep. look whatever you think of the Zack schneider films whatever you can't deny that, that they tried to build a universe and it flopped. It just didn't work out for them. I think they have, I hope they've realized that. I hope they realize they can't play catch up to Marvel and they realize, let's just make good films. Yeah. Let's just focus on stories and filmmakers that we believe in and not worry about making this big connected universe. You know, thinking of it as Zack Schneider, I think Zack Schneider was actually right. He felt that that this darker, darker approach towards the superhero genre was sort of the way to go. Marvel can do all the whole hope and love and all of that, but they could go the dark path. But I think the commercial guys got involved and they made it a, a, this mixture between the darkness and hope, and it, it just didn't it just didn't work. And I I think like th there's certain stories for certain tones. Yeah. Now you can't make for me if you ask me, you can't make a dark Shazam movie. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that quite works. Shazam, the way it came out for me, tone-wise, 
perfect. And it's the opposite end of the spectrum to what Joker is. But this is what a Joker film should, should be. be. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I look at it. So I'm very positive for DC now. I think, like I said, in other shows, I think they've got so many different variations and tones in the movies they've got coming out. Mm-hmm. I think we can expect good things. Yeah, I'm curious to really see how much this film will make. Yeah, I'm... All right, let's let's do that. Yeah. So the record, I don't know the exact number, but it's somewhere around 80 million. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, yeah, it's Venom. Okay. V- Venom is the biggest opening October weekend. Okay. And Deadpool 2 is the biggest R-rating opening weekend ever. Okay. Um, no, sorry, Deadpool 1. And has this stopped to them yet? So, well, we don't know until Monday morning. We won't know till Monday. I. So, what are you? What are you going to say? I think it will. I think it's going to beat Venom mm-hmm. for biggest October opening weekend. I do not think it will beat Deadpool for biggest opening weekend. I. Let's see, but I think it will because I'm going to say I'm going to go for the three figures. I'm going to go 100 million. 100 million opening weekend. 157. Whoa, 157. Yeah. Yo! Because here's that would be crazy. Nobody who that would I want it to earn that much, but that's insane. But here's what I'm saying. Nobody who watched this film once wouldn't want to watch it again. See, I can see I I, I can see both. I can see it people like us that want to watch it again. Yeah. And I can also see my friend Paul, who mm-hmm. I saw it with, he said I really liked it. I don't know if I can watch it for a while. Really? Yeah, he was like, it's he was like that. It's a heavy film. Okay. He's like, but I really liked it. I don't know if I can watch it again for a while. I still stick to 157 million this weekend. Ooh, cool, we'll man. See, because people will tell people about it. Yes. Word of mouth it, is going to get yeah, out about this and film. And if it's as good as we're saying, and you know how many millions of users, um, sorry, millions of custo- um, millions of viewers we have listening to our podcast. So hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the word out. <laughs> well, they'll get the word out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we could honestly talk about this movie forever, but we yeah. do need to wrap things up. So Andy. Yeah. Last minute thoughts, what you think about this film, and then your score. This is the best film of 2019. Jacqueline Phoenix deserves an Oscar for this for his performance in this film. If he does not win an Oscar for this, not even nomination, if he does not win the Oscar for this, then all our fears will come to life, whereby we are sure the Oscar is rigged for certain people. For score, I will give this film a solid 9.8. I don't think any film can ever come <laughs> close to this this year. Nine point eight for me. Nice, very good score from you, Andy. Right. That's uh, like that's like gold finding gold. I know. <laughs> it, it, there is no if you're being objective. If you're not just you don't want to give people low marks for the sake of it. If you're just being objective and just scoring a film for what it is, give them. Yeah, I mean, I echo a lot of your thoughts. This is without doubt my favorite film of 2019. It's definitely one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. I'm going to say it's definitely in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's thought-provoking. It's brutal, raw, unsettling. But, man, you've got to see this film. Oh. Definitely check this out. It will keep you thinking for days. Uh, and my score is... Damn, I don't know. It has to be 9.8. I don't know. Oh, yeah, all right. I'll go with you, Andy. 9.8. Yeah, 9.8. 9. I'm yeah. with you. Thank you. I'm with you. 9.8 out of 10. Highest scoring we've ever given a yeah. film on I this think, show. I think the highest I've ever scored a film on here is 9.5. Yep. I gave Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse a 9.5 9. 5 as yeah. well. This has topped it. Man. I don't know. Crazy. It's Crazy. It's it's something that was something to behold. Yeah. I'm proud of this film. I'm really proud. And um, 
you know, I've traditionally, as in, I've always I've been more a DC person. You know, there's yeah, I'm more well, DC. We, well, we both have. We're yeah, both more DC, more DC guys. Yeah, yeah, but we were more, we were a bit disappointed with their movies and yeah. what Marvel was doing. But I'm just proud of them that they've done this. So I want them to keep doing they what they're keep doing. Doing it more and um, give me a Luthor movie next. They could make a film of um, actually before Bruce we s- b- before we sign off. Yeah. Do you want to see a sequel or spin-off of this movie? I want to see a movie in this universe. So I, I want to see a Thomas Wayne movie. Okay, I don't. I don't want to see anything. Yeah. I For me, keep this one as it is. Just one movie. And I want them to do more movies like this, but new stories, new characters. What I don't want to is 10 years down the line, another director, another set of, another crew comes in and tries to adapt this one or tries to expand on this universe. I want Todd Phillips and the people who brainstormed with him to come up with this Joker to expand on this universe. That's just this universe. That's what I want. Yeah, and like I said, I don't don't mind them doing... Like, I want them to expand but do other movies. Mm. So, like, I'm all cool for Todd Phillips, like, continuing this, but like I said, maybe do a Luthor movie or a Brainiac movie. You know... Something cool. Do you know what I mean? How about Superman Red Sun? What happened? What would happen if Superman landed in the Soviet Union instead of US? But, that, but then we'll now start dealing with flying and all of that. But we want to keep it. So that's why no, I'm, no, I'm agreeing the Luthor part. Yeah. Yeah. But I you, you, see see where I, you see yeah. where I'm going with it. I can so that, that's, that's where I want them to be strongest at. And yeah. I, th- I think that's where they're going to thrive on. Bringing it down to earth. Making to the earth. story relatable. Yeah. I, it's lovely. That's why I loved the Marvel um, superhero um, endeavor. Sorry, yeah, the Dead Netflix, the Dead, Netflix, yeah, Netflix universe, yeah, universe. Yeah. Uh, that's what I like. Well, my friend, on that we will end. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's been a great one. Um, with that, we will end the our Joker review. Yes, it's a great movie, I, and I, 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 hope I, I there's I don't know what else I can say about this movie other yeah. than go see it. Yeah, just go see it. If it was bad, we would have told you, but it's not. No, All you right. heard it here. All right. Where can we people find you, Andy? You can find me on Twitter at Unduaj, which is at N-D-U-A-J. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake. And you can find Film 7 Podcast. Uh, listen to this review over and over and over again, as well as all our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other streaming services. And you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film 7 Podcast. But until the next review, guys, see you later.